Welcome to Freya Singing Tips, the podcast. My name is Freya Casey, professional singer and vocal coach. I have been on stage my whole life, and I'm passionate about helping you discover the awesomeness in your own voice. Opera, musical theater, jazz, pop, folk, rock, I have done it all. And I want to give you golden nuggets of advice on how to be the master of your voice. If you're a singer but not an instrumentalist, meaning you don't know how to play any instrument, but you still want to achieve higher accuracy in your singing, I want to show you a couple of tools today that are really going to help you with this. So stay tuned. I know it's hard to learn songs sometimes, uh, especially when you don't play an instrument, because all you have to rely on is just listening to another person singing the song. Either it's an original or a cover, someone covering the song. And so hearing and doing, it's easy for some people to pick up all the details and for others, it is a bit harder. One thing that applies though is that hmm, you don't really become so aware of all the details. Here is what I suggest. I suggest even if you don't really plan on learning how to read sheet music perfectly, you still have to train your brain to see things and to, to, to kind of see the difference. So I highly suggest to sometimes practice actually, you know, reading sheet music. So meaning print out the sheet music. There's lots of free sheet music on the internet. What I always do to search is just put in Google the name of the song and then just add PDF at the end. And there's lots of free PDFs out there, especially of songs that are a bit older. You'll find it. Print out the sheet music and then just the visual of seeing the printed out notes. You can see where there is a rest. You can see where there is a bar. You can see when the bar starts, when the bar ends. You can see it's, if it's in a 4-4 four, four time signature or a 3-4 time signature. You can see the words right below the pitches. You can see whether it moves up and down. So those are all the things that are really relevant. And I want you to start training your brain in seeing if you see a C5 written that you start associating with where it lies in your voice. It can be really helpful to anticipate where it lies. Another reason why I always suggest really working with a little bit of sheet music every once in a while is because you can make notes and it's so important. I make notes all the time as a professional. When you work with a professional group or an orchestra, the biggest no-no is to make the same mistake twice. That is totally unacceptable. You must write down what someone told you, like wait here or do it like this, do it like that. You were early, you were late, you were sharp, you were flat. Do the vowel just slightly different or the enunciation slightly different. There's no way you're gonna remember every little detail that your teacher tells you or someone else tells you or you tell yourself. Write them down and just seeing them visually as you practice the song is gonna help you remind your self of all the things you're trying to keep in mind. And of course, as you keep going through the song, they become more and more automatic. And then even when you take the sheet music away, you're going to see a visual of the page and it's going to be so much easier to remember things. Another thing I highly urge you to get is a piano app. I have a piano app on my phone. So if you don't have a keyboard at home, there is a piano app called Virtuoso. I'm not affiliated with them in any way. I just have had it for years and it's working perfectly. You can see whether it's an F5 or a B4 and you must 
know where your range is. You must know it. You must determine what is my lowest pitch in chest voice? What is my highest pitch in chest voice? What is my highest pitch in head voice? Where's my passaggio, my upper passaggio? Where do I have to change from heavy to light mechanism? Because when you see those pitches on a paper, on sheet music, you're going to start associating with where your transitions are, with how well do I have to support as I go higher? Is it belting yet or can I go into falsetto or is it too low to be falsetto? And so I've said it many times, as a singer, you're not exempt from becoming a better musician. The better musicians are also better singers because it doesn't matter how great your voice is. If you don't have any musicality and don't know anything about music, it's still not going to sound as great as it could. So get that piano app and sometimes practice with it. I mean, come on. The pitches are written out. So if you have a C printed out, so um, C, you can give yourself a C. Another thing is as you're practicing a cappella, you might want to check sometimes, am I still in the key that I'm in? Because I see a lot of singers, especially beginner singers, they start singing a cappella and they change keys every measure, like every few pitches they change keys and they're all over the place. You want to make sure you stay in one key. The one pitch needs to be correct in relation to the one before and the one after. It needs to be the right intervals because if it's a minor third, it needs to be a minor third and not a fourth because then you shift the entire song and it's not correct anymore. Those things aren't just minor. They're major details that need to be right. So get the piano app and start learning what is a C and what is a G. You must know it. Unless you're just a completely natural talent and you can listen once and you can just sing it perfectly. But even then, if you work with other musicians, it's going to be really hard for them to communicate what they want and for you to communicate what you want to do because you don't know musically what is happening. And as you sing, even exercises, make sure you learn how, like for example, if I do an exercise like this or like this, I start on a C4. Yeah. Did I land back on the pitch? Now I go up half a step, not a whole step. I take that exercise a half step up. That's how it's usually done. Cause you want to do it on every pitch. Yeah. Did I land back on the pitch that I started with? So checking if you're actually accurately doing. Here's the thing. Every song is built on some scale. Every melody is made up of pitches that are part of some scale and of course altered pitches of that scale. And in order to really have more accuracy in your intervals in like your melody lines, you have to check sometimes if you're actually accurate because you will never know unless an instrument is telling you, am I exactly on that pitch? Yeah, okay, yeah, or am I? Yeah, am I slightly flat or am I slightly sharp? That's how you can check. If you practice frequently with this, you're going to have such better accuracy because your brain starts connecting 
pitches and intervals. The piano is always tuned. This app is always tuned. Guitars are a bit dangerous unless you're a pro at tuning. And I don't mean using a tuner. I mean hearing, really hearing the tune because sometimes you can tune and three minutes later, the guitar is off tune again. And unless you can hear the difference of very slight variations in the intervals, you're not going to be able to sing very accurately. So an actual piano app or an actual electronic keyboard that you know is always 100% tuned is going to help you be tuned so much better if you practice with it. Hey, can I just pop in here for a few seconds? If you enjoy this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review either on iTunes or any other podcast app where you listen to this podcast. It really means a lot to me to hear from you, any ideas, any suggestions, or of course, any encouragement for me to continue on with this program would just be awesome. Thank you so much for being a listener. And now let's get back to today's program. One other thing is to learn counting. Our subjective feeling of time isn't objective. So you think you're on time, but in reality, you might be fast. You might be a little early. So I have a metronome app. Mine is called Pro Metronome. Again, no affiliation whatsoever. It's just what I've been using for years. I've had it on my phone. So if you have a tempo in 4-4 four, four time signature, practice with that sometimes. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. So if I had a song, let's do it slower. You look like a movie. You sound like a song. My God, this reminds me of how we were young. Let me photograph you in this light. See how I'm actually trying to be accurate. And if you have the feeling you might want to practice, let me photograph you in this slide in case it is the last time that we might be exactly like we were before we realized that a da. See, I can practice my rhythm apart from singing. And you must do this sometimes to increase your accuracy and timing. If you know that you have a tendency to be behind or to be ahead, practice with a metronome. You must do it sometimes because otherwise, when it comes to very complex timings or if there's something fast or syncopations, it's going to be hard to be accurate and it's going to sound wishy-washy instead of on point. Believe me, I have been a professional musician for decades and I have to practice with metronome sometimes to make sure I'm accurate. So even when you do something like that and clap, is it easy for you to do something else? Like for example, speak or sing and actually clap on time. Is it easy for you or are you early or late? Even that is not that easy for some people. I mean, try to speak or try to not speak and try to see if you're exactly 100% on time. You need to train your brain to have that absolute feeling for timing without even having to think about it. It's so accurate. And if I wanted to do eighth, 
I could do still do that and talk at the same time. I could do all kinds of things and just still be dividing up my brain. See, now I got off. Divide up your brain to where you can always focus on the rhythm. See, that's something you have to train. So these are a few tools that I strongly urge you to use and to incorporate in your practice in order to train higher accuracy. If you're an instrumentalist, you should be using these tools anyway. Of course, if you're a guitarist, you won't be using an actual piano keyboard, but you could in order to tune. I think it's so much better to learn to tune by ear to a given pitch because that will happen a lot of times. You might have to play with an instrument that you know isn't electronic and a piano maybe tuned just a tad bit low or a tad bit high and then the tuner isn't gonna help you. It's not gonna do you any favors just because you have to tune in reference to the instrument and you have to hear if you're on the pitch or if you're slightly flat or slightly high. And also as you keep on playing, I mean, you can't be using a tuner throughout the song the entire time. Start hearing those things. Check out all my free resources on my website, masteryourvoice.tv. I have a ton of free courses that if you have extra time, like a lot of us have right now, you can get into and really polish up your singing. Have a most wonderful day. I hope to see you soon. And until then, always keep a song in your heart and always keep on singing. Bye.